0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs
0: it out down the field, it is caught by Tyree. Welcome
1: back to the Chris and Joe show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon joined by Chris Flum for today's episode where we are going to be breaking down the Giants' final 53 man roster this year is a very odd one to analyze the final group of players suiting up for the giants because we don't have any preseason games as we've said every single week of doing shows so far to analyze any of these guys we don't have a sense of who is going to be doing what who has done what so far and who has earned spots on the roster so there are some surprising decisions here a lot more shocking moves than we typically would have, just simply because we don't have that typical extra ability to analyze those preseason games.
2: Yeah, you know, we didn't get preseason games, and even our practice reports were really limited compared to what we are normally able to get because of all the uh, all of the rules regarding what reporters can and can't do. Uh, where they could go, how close they could get to the field, and all of that over the course of training camp, obviously, to try to limit any possible spread of COVID-19. So while the Giants have been able to get to this point healthy, we don't have a whole lot of information to go on to really look at this roster and have any insight into the into the decisions that were made.
1: Not to mention the fact that these scrimmages we were banking on being able to have some takeaways from were very limited for the public to see. Joe Judge was very tight in cracking down on what was available for anybody outside of those that were at the scrimmage to be able to talk about and break down in view because he wanted to limit what opposing teams, I bet especially the Pittsburgh Steelers, were able to see come week one on Monday night. We're going to start with the offensive takeaways. And the first one that just stands out so much that has to be the, the most blatant one is that the Giants are only rolling with two quarterbacks. If you recall over the past few years, that third guy has been Alex Tanney. Well, he is not sticking around this season. I For me, this seems like, a move to take advantage of the expanded practice squad, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Maybe move Cooper Rush or Tanney to that expanded practice squad and only go with two guys. Right now, it's just Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy.
2: Yeah, I, I think we kind of gotten used to seeing the Giants carrying two backup quarterbacks uh, first with Ben McAdoo and then with Pat Shermer, both of whom are from that West Coast tradition and they liked to have an extra quarterback it had been alex tanney who is really well known for his presence in the quarterback meeting room maybe not for his ability as a quarterback but for his experience holding the clipboard uh pointing things out to the starter maybe working with younger players in the meeting rooms now it seems they the giants are just rolling with two guys uh there's probably going to be a third quarterback on the practice squad. I believe I saw it just before we started recording that the team had signed Cooper Rush to the practice squad, but that is still a fluid. That's still a fluid situation. While as we sit here recording, but I I would say that two quarterbacks, if not exactly a surprise, it's certainly odd to see.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since we've had only two quarterbacks on the roster, and I really think that it is going to be uh, a way of taking advantage of that expanded group. So if something does happen, like Daniel Jones gets sick or Colt McCoy gets sick, you can quickly grab one of those guys, whoever you choose to keep around, and just put them on the roster for game day. The second thing that I was a bit perplexed by was How they handled John Jalapio. So after we last put out an episode on Wednesday, they brought John Jalapio back officially after working him out. I think we both probably were expecting him to be the backup center over Spencer Pulley by bringing him in or also even competing for that starting spot with Nick Gates. Instead, Jalapio was then one of the players cut they offered an opportunity for him to join the practice squad, but he refused to to join the Giants practice squad. So that whole situation was a bit odd to me. I don't know why they went through so much trouble to bring him in, then to move him to the practice squad, not having that conversation with him ahead of time on, hey, we're doing this so you can be on the practice squad, only for him to say, I don't want to do that.
2: Yeah, it, it seems as though there was kind of a breakdown of communication or perhaps the Giants weren't completely up front with their intentions because you know bringing him in just a couple days before the final scrimmage and really just a couple days before final cutdowns, that really doesn't give him any kind of an opportunity to learn the system, learn the blocking scheme, the terminology. He's obviously familiar with Will Hernandez and Kevin Zeitler, but yeah, you know, there is a whole lot that he just doesn't know about this new offense. So that, that really put him in a, I would say poor position to show that he's capable of more within this scheme than Spencer Pulley. So it seems as though the giants brought him in with the intention of signing him to their practice squad, but he signed with the giants with the intention of making the final roster. So that, that really does seem like a weird situation.
1: The other offensive lineman that I was a bit confused for making this, or confused isn't the right word. I wasn't expecting Chad Slade to make the final roster, but he is one of the guys in this list of offensive linemen on the 53-man list. The only reason I say that is because we didn't get to see what he was doing during practice and during these preseason games. So when we were doing our positional previews, he was a guy that was easy to expect to get cut because he was on the outside of this young group of undrafted free agents and drafted rookies that he might end up out of the mix. So they're rolling actually with a, a pretty heavy group of linemen, and it, I would probably bet that Slade was the last guy to make the
2: list. Yeah, I would I would say so. In fact, it's entirely possible that by the time this episode airs. He is no longer on the 53-man roster. We do know the Giants claimed an offensive tackle off of waivers. So it's possible Slade could find himself waived and waived to make room for that offensive tackle, uh, Jackson Barton. So I think that's something to keep an eye on.
1: And and that's a fair point that they may be we're hoping someone would be available or we're hearing that Barton was going to be available. So they said, all right, we want to put Chad Slade on our practice squad. We're going to keep him on the 53-man wa- roster. We're going to bring Barton to our roster and then push Slade to waivers and then to the practice squad. So that that was a lot of strategies going on here with properly structuring the roster that are not typical to your normal season. Last offensive takeaway that I noticed, Chris, Chris, is that the, the Giants are going with five receivers for this 2020 season, just highlighting the fact that they also put in a waiver claim for Damian Ratley, wide receiver uh, from Texas A&M, I believe, is where he's from. Even if they go with six, that's still a pretty light number and a much lighter number than the Giants typically go with you do have to take into consideration that Cody Core is hurt and he probably would be that sixth guy sticking around because he is primarily a special teams player
2: it doesn't surprise me that the Giants added a wide receiver off of waivers but them going with just five guys after they had so many wide receivers in camp uh, they had something like 12 or 15 receivers in camp at one point to see half or two-thirds of those guys get waived especially considering a lot of them were young guys and golden tate seems to be seems to have been nursing an injury over the last few days the last week or so of camp in the final scrimmage yeah that again that's something that bears watching and damian ratley the receiver the giants Added, yeah, he is definitely going to have to prove himself as a special teams contributor. You know, whatever else he might be able to bring to the offense, with all the special teams guys the Giants have had injured over the summer, he's definitely going to have to contribute there.
1: The other thing too with this receiver group, you have Corey Coleman coming back. That's not too surprising. We were pretty much predicting he would be the 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 fourth receiver, but you also bring up now that cj board the receiver they claimed from the jacksonville jaguars is one of the one of the guys that made this roster that speed and that athleticism must have been enough to be that final receiver in this group
2: yeah speed athleticism um a lot of special teams experience and he does have some experience so unlike a lot of the undrafted free agent receivers the giants have Board has seen an NFL game. You know, he has seen NFL defensive backs. He's played in NFL offenses. So he at least has some ideas to the speed of the game on both special teams and on the offense. So that was probably the biggest point in his favor, not just his athleticism, but the fact that he can play at that speed.
1: We're going to discuss our defensive takeaways from this roster. Before we get to that, though, we're just going to take a really short commercial break. Learn more at Marines.com. Chris, the the one thing that stood out to me immediately without even counting, this Giants 53-man roster has a crap ton of linebackers on it. There are 11 in total. You probably could have guessed that they were going to go with this many guys because they drafted so many of them. But right now they have all of those guys on this list of linebackers. TJ Brunson, Carter Coughlin, Tay Crowder. This is a, uh, and Cam Brown, this is a very thick group of linebackers, very, very young, but also with the talented players that they've brought in and also already had on this roster. The one thing that stuck out to me though, Chris, was that they did not bring back Ryan Connolly, who we were always very high on, and he is now being claimed by the Minnesota Vikings. So no more Ryan Connolly, despite dealing with the David Mayo injury.
2: To start with all of the young linebackers the Giants kept you know if you if you actually look at the graphic the Giants have of their roster you can see it is very defense heavy and the defense is very linebacker heavy which I think is a thing we weren't really expecting based on the trends league-wide now granted a lot of these linebackers Cam Brown, Lorenzo Carter, uh, Kyler Fackrell, Marcus Golden, Oshin Ziminez, they're really more edge players. Potentially Carter Coughlin as well. So these these are guys who who are going to be playing at least some defensive end. They're they're going to be rushing the passer more often than than not. But that's still a lot of linebackers. And I think I think it is just a little bit surprising that the Giants kept all of their late round linebackers. In fact, most of their late round draft picks. I'm not sure we really expected. All each of Cam Brown, T.J. Brunson, Carter Coughlin, and Tate Crowder to all make it to the final roster. Personally, I was only really expecting Carter Coughlin to make it, and then maybe Tate Crowder after what he showed in training camp. So to have all of them there—that's that to me is a surprise. Now for Ryan Connolly, I am of two minds about this. I'm if he is if he is still working his way back from that torn ACL then it kind of makes sense for the Giants to cut him and try to sign him to their practice squad. That obviously didn't make sense. You know, that obviously didn't happen, but you can at least see the, the thinking, the decision-making process to give him a little bit more time. And then maybe after they move to move David Mayo to the injured reserve, then they could bring Conley back up, you know, just kind of roster shuffling and trying to make the numbers work at the right time. However, it's also possible, looking at all of the DBs and all of the linebackers that they kept, that they really are leaning very hard into the idea of versatility in the back seven of this defense. And even though Conley had a good preseason last year, he had a great game against Washington before he got hurt. He is a linebacker. He is an inside linebacker. He, I don't want to say he is limited, but... He has a very definite skill set, so he doesn't really blur the lines between positions like some of these guys are able to do. So perhaps he just doesn't have the skill set the Giants are looking for in this defense.
1: You bring up a really good point with the roster shuffling, and I honestly do think this was probably the Vikings sniping on that attempt to shuffle things and push him to the practice squad based on everything that's going on right now. The thing now that we have to consider that's worth bringing up right now is who is that second starting inside linebacker? It, it looks like it's either Tay Crowder or TJ Brunson, and maybe they're going to roll with both, with Brunson in on first and second down, and then passing situations, putting Tay Crowder out there.
2: I think that's probably a good bet as to what will happen. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Giants go with a whole lot of nickel sets, uh, three safety sets. But... You know, Tay Crowder is kind of, he could be that kind of star linebacker where he's kind of halfway between linebacker and defensive back because he is a little bit smaller. He is very athletic. If he has shown that he could handle the mental load of being a an inside linebacker at the NFL level, it wouldn't surprise me to see him on the field quite a bit this year. Obviously, the mic is going to be Blake Martinez. He's going to be the guy the Giants are hoping never comes off the field. But, you know, I, I think if they're in a base package, which is probably going to be fairly rare, it will be either Brunson or Crowder next to Martinez.
1: I was honestly shocked, Chris, and we, we spoke about this before we decided to record that RJ McIntosh, a guy that we were counting out so much. To not make this team made the roster as one of the Giants' defensive linemen, the deepest group on this roster, McIntosh found a way to make it. Chris Slayton ended up getting cut. That was not a surprise to us. He was one of the projected guys that we talked about. But McIntosh has to be completely out of nowhere because he has been underwhelming in his few years with the Giants. I honestly thought this was going to be his his last round, this his last time to impress leading to him getting
2: cut. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't recall really hearing his name at all in practice reports, but like we said at the start of the show, there's a whole lot that the beat writers just were not able to see because of where they were, how far away from the action they were, the fact that we haven't seen or we haven't even had any actual games yet. So perhaps Macintosh showed things that we just don't know about. Perhaps he showed some twitch or some ability to rush the passer from the A or B gaps that we thought might be there based on his athletic profile coming out of coming out in the draft. Maybe he finally showed what we've been hoping to see but hadn't really seen yet.
1: Last thing I noticed here with the defense is they're going with 10 defensive backs, which is about what we talked about. They're going with five corners and five safeties. You could argue there are some names in here that are dual versatile positions. Julian Love can play corner and safety. We spoke on how Logan Ryan could be receiving some snaps at safety based on how Patrick Graham wants to use him. It's just odd that they're going with these 10 guys and 10 guys in general after all of the the signings, the cuttings, the the moves to bring guys in, and then also trading for Isaac Yadam from the Denver Broncos, a guy that has been a bit underwhelming since being a third-round pick. It also seems a bit odd that the Giants are rolling with him after not really getting much of a sample size to properly
2: evaluate him. It is kind of funny that other than Ryan and Yadam, they – basically have the same DB group they had at the start of camp. You know, despite bringing in Kivari Russell, uh, Brandon Williams, you know, all of these other defensive backs, uh, safeties, corners, rotating guys through, you know, looking at pretty much anybody they could get their hands on and get them into the camp. We're pretty much right back to where we started a a month ago. Yeah, this is a group that we talked
1: so much about, like who's going to be where, who's going to make the roster, who's going to start where, and it's literally the same group since free agency. It's even—it's just so odd that it's there's so few changes to this group. The, the other thing that I find very odd is they announced Xavier McKinney is on the roster. Now, I wonder, and there has been uh, notes on that he would be pushed to the IR. But I'm wondering if they're just going to keep him on the roster so that they can activate him as soon as he's healthy. Maybe there's a positive outlook they could get him back on the field after the six to eight week period that he needs to recover.
2: Yeah, I think the roster is going to be very fluid. There's going to be a lot of moves the Giants can make. Now, the IR rules this year are going to be a little bit, they're going to be unique. They're going to be different from what we have seen previously. So if the, if the rules do allow McKinney to basically be activated when he is healthy, if, if he is able to heal, uh, get back up to speed before the end of the season, the giants might carry him to basically be able to make him uh, an unhealthy scratch and put him on the, active roster get him on the field as soon as possible but it could also be a case of if they if it looks like the the injury is going to take a while to heal if he's not going to be ready until December then I think it does definitely does make sense to put him on the injured reserve not even tempt him to rush back and potentially have a setback or suffer a compensation injury or anything like that
1: the other thing going on with the Giants roster is the shaping of their practice squad. We're not going to project who we think is going to be on the practice squad because as we're recording it, we should receive some type of news by the end of the day Sunday, who is on the practice squad. For some reason, Chris, you probably are noticing this too. The Giants have been taking their time to the fullest extreme to, Put in all this information. Their 53 man roster, I think, was announced 10 or 15 minutes after the required four o'clock deadline. Meanwhile, every other team had already gotten their stuff in uh, before that. You know, you could chalk that up to Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge trying to take their time and re- be very detailed with it. They also, this is official, that we already talked about some of the claims, but they have claimed offensive tackle Jackson Barton, wide receiver Damian Ratley, and then also safety Adrian Colbert they could either end up on the roster or be pushed to the practice squad. But the one thing that's worth noting, and we're going to talk about the practice squad once it's official on another episode, but it's worth noting that this season, the practice squad is very, very unique. It's bigger than it typically is, and teams are going to be using it as a shuffling group that if someone gets sick, they can send them home and quickly sign them to come play right away. They're going to travel, I would bet, with most of, if not all of these guys and have the avail- availability to sign them immediately in the case of an emergency.
2: Yeah. It, honestly, to for me, that's kind of a step closer to what the practice squad should be anyway. Yeah you know, I've never really liked the practice squad the way it has been where it's limited. The guys who can be on it are very limited in the amount of experience they can have. And they're really not protected at all. So any team can basically swipe a player off of any other team's practice squad on very little notice. And to me, I ha- I really do like these changes to the practice squad rules, the fact that it's bigger, that the te- teams can keep more players around. They don't have quite the same constraints on experience that we've seen in years past. And the fact that they can promote guys from the practice squad to the active roster on basically 90 minutes notice. So, I really like the um, the flexibility that that gives teams and I'm sure we're going to be seeing teams take advantage of that this year, probably in ways that the NFL isn't exactly uh planning on. And I wouldn't be surprised
1: if there are certain aspects of this short-term practice squad for this season that are maybe tried to be translated into next year or come next CBA negotiation asked for by the players so more players can stick around and be retained by their, their various teams. It, it is a lot better, like you said, Chris, compared to way, the way that they've done it previously. It's better to have more guys if you can carry as many guys as they are allowed to this season. That's going to be it for this episode, breaking down the 53-man roster. We should be getting another episode out talking about the Giants practice squad. That will be more of a quick hit, shorter episode. But we have football coming up this weekend. The Giants are going to be playing on Monday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are going to be previewing that for you during the week. Everything you need to know about the matchup. Anything that we can fill you in on. All of the wonderful stuff that you should expect. We are back into the normal swing of things for the regular season. So be prepared for that to go back to what we were doing last season. Folks, also be sure to follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Chris at Raptor, MKII. Also head to bigblueview.com. Be ready for the end of the week when we have some Giants football coming your way.